0: What's up, guys? Ryan here with Tampa Carry. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. Uh, Had some fun concealed carry classes today. You know, one of my favorite... I love my students in my class because, man, I hear some crazy stuff. Uh, And recently, I had a student in the class who shared with me a story that absolutely blew my mind. And the lesson to learn from this story is that you don't have a clue who you're dealing with. You know, we might get into a minor argument, but if you're getting into a minor argument with somebody who is living that thug life, they might be willing to smoke you over something very minor. So here's what happened. Uh, This woman, her husband goes to this uh, pool hall in in Tampa and uh, likes to hang out at this pool hall that's where his buddies go, his brother goes there and you know it's just kind of like a bar and they kind of hang out, watch soccer and stuff like that so one day they're playing pool and this guy gets into a little bit of a pushing match uh, uh, maybe a couple punches were thrown with some random dude, right? now in normal society, like back 50 years ago You could get into a fist fight with a random person and it really just ended there, right? You get into a fight, you get your ass kicked, maybe you win, who knows, and then you just move on with your life. Well, this guy, uh, the guy that lost, was so upset that he lost and got embarrassed, whatever, that he went outside, got into his car, pulled out a gun, and opened fire on... My student's husband, we're just going to call him Earl, opened up on Earl's vehicle uh, just to kind of prove a point, right? And I guess the point is, I'm willing to kill you over this tiny little argument, right? So obviously Earl was uh, was scared, he's upset, they called the police, but they really couldn't, uh, the cops didn't know how to find this guy and it kind of ends there, right? So Earl stopped going to this bar uh, for a month Then he decides to go back one day They had been there for just an hour or so playing pool And all of a sudden a man comes in brandishing a pistol This is somebody that this guy Earl has never seen before Guy is brandishing a pistol Puts it, points it at Earl And says walk outside or I'm going to kill you so forced Earl to walk outside uh, where there was a vehicle waiting, a van, had the door open and they forced Earl to get inside of this van. Take a guess who was inside of this vehicle waiting for Earl. It was that first guy that Earl got into a fistfight with a month prior. So this guy had obviously hired a driver obviously hired uh, this gunman to go kidnap Earl and now they've got him inside of the vehicle and they zip tied his hands together. They then said to Earl, take us to your house, show us where your home is and Earl, which I think this was very stupid, very foolish, Earl showed them how to get to his home. Now, unfortunately, Earl's family was there. So he has a wife, he has three little kids that are like under the age of 10. These bad guys uh, tied up, zip tied the entire family and then they kind of ransacked the entire house stealing stuff. And according to what the wife said, you know, they were able to get a few guns. uh, They had about $2,000 in cash and a couple other, you know, some jewelry and some other little trinkets, right? So then, as the bad guys were getting ready to wrap it all up, call it a day day, and move on, Earl kind of said to them, Just leave me here. And they looked at Earl. This is where it gets scary. They looked at Earl and said, You're coming with us. You're not going to survive. So they put Earl back into the van. Now, as they were getting, I forget to mention this, but When Earl was originally kidnapped at the pool hall, uh, Earl's brother was there. So he witnessed a kidnapping, he tried to stop it, kind of got pistol whipped and uh, there really wasn't much that he was able to do because he was unprepared. So Earl's brother saw these bad guys at the apartment complex and decided to jump into his vehicle and start following them. Now, you're probably wondering why uh, the police aren't involved, why haven't the police like swarm the house. So apparently the husband, Earl, is a uh, illegal alien in the United States and the brother is an illegal alien and according to what the wife was saying, they were all just very afraid of getting the police involved because they didn't want to get deported. So. You know, I guess that's logical. But shit, over a kidnapping, when somebody might be getting killed, maybe you want to risk getting deported so that you can get some law enforcement here to help, but whatever. So, the bad guys are driving down the road. Uh, Earl's brother is following them closely. And Earl's brother started ramming the other vehicle with his vehicle. Now, Earl's brother was driving a uh, like a work van apparently. He said the bad guys were doing like hundred and ten. His work van wouldn't go that fast, so he was kind of trailing behind. But I guess the, the bad guys must have thought that this van was a cop at how aggressive he was being. So, so these bad guys started, th- they threw their guns out of the vehicle while they're driving down I-275. This was right in Tampa. So just imagine this, like from a different perspective. Imagine you're just driving your car on 275 and you've got these two vehicles ramming each other and doing all this nonsense, right? I mean, this is nuts. So Earl realized when he saw them throw their guns out that now he doesn't really have to be afraid of getting shot, right? He just got to wait for his moment. So the bad guys told Earl that they were driving him to the Sunshine Skyway Bridge and they were going to throw him over. So, Earl's brother is following. He's ramming him when he can and trying to get him to stop. He eventually chased these bad guys so far uh, that they ran out of gas. And as they slowly pulled over, uh, Earl realized that this was his opportunity. He was able to start fighting the guys inside. He somehow got the door open and took off running. Didn't even get into his brother's car. I get, you know, probably, he probably didn't know that it was his brother following, but he just ran, ran through a subdivision and then was eventually able to just walk home, uh, walk back and somehow get in contact with his family. You know, there's a, there's a lot of lessons here. Number one, we have to be really cautious at who we are getting into confrontations with. You know, I am really, really bad at this. Um, I'm not, you know, you guys have probably seen me before. I'm pretty skinny, you know. I'm not an intimidating person, uh, probably. But I'm really not intimidated by people. Um, So I, and I'm pretty bold. I I have an aggressive personality. uh, And you know, sometimes that's a downfall because I can get into a verbal argument with somebody pretty fast and you simply don't know who you're dealing with right so you know I kind of asked this uh, this woman before I get on to more of those topics um, I asked this woman she's obviously getting her concealed carry permit I said what are you guys doing and she said well you know they arrested the gunman because his photograph popped up in the system so he got arrested for this uh, and then um One guy they believe fled the country and they believe the main guy is still around. And I said, you know, these are all like Latino, Mexican uh, guys. I said, do you believe this is like drug related? Is this cartel related? And she said, you know, that's what I think. You know, (laughs) you just don't know. You get into a minor, like you accidentally bump some dude and to a normal per, or step on their shoe, to a normal person, it's just like, okay, hey man, not a big deal. But if you're dealing with a cartel member, honestly, if somebody is willing to tie up your family, kidnap you and rob you and then drive you to the Sunshine Skyway to throw you over the bridge and make it look like a suicide, ask yourself, is this the first time this person has done this? Probably not, in my opinion. Uh, That's not something that like a first time killer would do. I I don't know, but... That sounds to me like somebody who has done this before. Wouldn't you agree? So, uh, you know, the lesson is we don't know who we're going to get into a verbal argument with. And if we pick somebody who just found out they lost their job, just found out that their wife is cheating on them, maybe their house is in foreclosure, and then you've got a bunch of road rage with them or you're acting like an idiot, uh, You know, you may think that all you're doing is flipping somebody off or break-checking them They might be willing to kill you over that You might think you're just in a physical altercation, exchanging words And maybe a punch or two is thrown You may think, if you believe in the old-school way, that that's the end of it, right? You fight and you move on But this person may be willing to kill you over that very, very minor Punch So you just never know. In fact, I got this guy doing a bunch of road rage behind me right now acting like an idiot. We have to be really cautious, sheepdogs. We have to really make sure we're protecting ourselves, avoiding these type of confrontations because you absolutely never know when you're dealing with a psychopath that may be willing to kill you over something very, very minor. So I challenge you guys, uh, really be cautious in the next couple weeks forever. Really start to learn and identify your high-emotion moments and what the things are that trigger you and start preparing for that so that when they happen you don't lose control and potentially escalate things to the point that you or your family members may get hurt. Uh, Make sure you guys connect with me on Facebook. We just started a new uh, Facebook group called Florida Concealed Carry. Uh, We're going to be posting a lot of uh, really cool kind of content on there. So, Until next time, stay safe.